0: What's up, dreadheads? I'm John. And I'm Joe. And welcome to a brand new episode of Spread the Dread Podcast. Uh Joe, this one we have, this is another episode where donation. a dreadhead actually got to pick the topic. Yes. Uh again, uh with our donation thing, if you donate $50 or more, you get to pick one of our topics. Uh, Although Kay- it's
1: not still reflected on the website, because I have been lazy as shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we have got to get that thing updated, though. But yeah, for anyone who donates 50 or more, they get to pick a topic, and they also get like some merch and stuff like that, too. So we just did Casey's, which was...
1: Gwen... Um- Gwen Graham and Kathy Woods. Woods. Yes, there we,
0: there we go. There we go. Was that last week's episode? Yeah. Okay, we're well, already
1: I, forgetting that. I it don't know. It feels like it's been like a. Honestly, it does feel like it's been like more than just a week since we recorded. Uh-huh. Um. I guess it's because of how much has been going on.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know, just we've been really, really busy. Yeah. So maybe that's what's going on in my head. That's the reason I can't remember shit. But,
0: but this week's episode is about Patrick Kearney, the trash bag killer. And this one is for, oh, oh, wait a second. I did not, I don't have his stuff pulled up. <gasps> I could pull it up very, very quickly here because I don't, I want to make sure his name's Christopher. And I'll spoil the, the, I'll go ahead and spoil it. He's, he's my brother. Mm -hmm. He's my oldest brother. Now I want to tell anyone who's just like, Oh, your family member did it. No, I promise you start a podcast. (laughs) And I promise you it's particularly start a, start a podcast like this one and see how many of your family members, even the most immediate ones want to contribute uh, even a fucking review (laughs) for your show. Okay. (laughs) And yes, so so, so that this this actually does uh, mean a little bit of something here. So yeah, on on uh, I'm gonna go actually. And another thing, I'm gonna give out this one, so I don't give out a personal one. Uh, on IG, it's at uh, Dirty Bird Gaming Zero One. So now, if y'all seen the post we put up where there's a spread the dread like race car and yeah. race truck out there, yeah. Christopher does i racing. It's mm-hmm. like a big online thing, and I mean he I, he has like three monitors. It like Yeah, it's like an it, entire it, like
1: gaming setup.
0: Yeah, yeah, like it's like a legit like a rig. Yeah, it's like <laughs> a legit fucking thing so yes. that's him this this is his episode so uh let's you know what let's not delay it any further let's yeah. get right into the housekeeping joe for anyone who's new or you know just fucking plain forgot where's the best place to link up with us
1: brotherdreadpodcast.com
0: what are they gonna find there joe
1: uh direct links to the most popular streaming services as well as our donation tiers our merchandise uh social media and
0: yeah youtube yeah, bit YouTube. shoot all yeah. that stuff right there there's also a, uh, a, a podcast from Podbean, the people who host us. Mm-hmm. There's a player right there on the site if you want to you know, listen to us that <laughs> listen way. Listen
1: anonymously.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, through like a VPN. Might be the best way to do it. They're going to start rounding up people like us before long. I like know, It's, right? you know. it's um, all coming. But yes. And then, of course, uh, you mentioned the store, which is a great way to uh, support us. The Let's Pans Ram shirt. You're listening to this, it's March 30th. You have today and then Thursday, and yeah. then that design is coming down. Yeah. Not gonna say it'll never be back, but it's certainly going into and extended retirement. So if you've been thinking about picking up one of those, uh that's gonna be uh that's gonna be uh Thursday at like midnight Eastern time, roughish, mm-hmm. you know what get it done before six PM Eastern time to be safe because <laughs> I have no fucking idea where these websites are hosted out of. So uh... shit goes off on a different clock and stuff. But um and then uh also if you want to get some free merchandise. Yes. Uh, five-star super spreader spread the dread podcast sticker. Leave us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Take a screenshot of it and send that along with your mailing address to us on our IG or Facebook or spread the dread podcast at gmail.com. And we will hook you up with one of those. Is that it?
1: Yes, that's it. No, more, no there's no promo swaps this week. So we're gravy, dude
0: all right (laughs) well then fuck it i guess let's just kick right on into it okay so without further ado let's kick into um our second ever i think like uh paid dreadhead donation again christopher thank you Mm -hmm. and again thank you to casey who like i said was uh she picked the one last week Mm -hmm. um but yeah let's go ahead and jump into patrick kearney or Kearney, I'm sure someone's gonna be like, "That's it's Kearney, not Kearney." I'm
1: probably gonna pronounce it both ways this and t- throughout this episode. <laughs>
0: that's that's completely fine. But we're talking about Patrick Kearney the trash bag killer so let's do this like we always do it and throw it over to you joe to kick us off with those bio details yep
1: yep yep. so we got patrick kearney he was born september 24th 1939 in east los angeles california um he was actually the oldest of three sons and supposedly raised in a stable family so i always like to say supposedly because again we don't have all the data there's no way we could absolutely know everything that went behind closed doors.
0: Oh no, and I mean, mm-hmm. like, this is those like peak like nuclear family, mm-hmm. like leave it to beaver type times right here. So yeah, who fucking knows yeah. what was going on behind them doors, man? People but, were sneaky as shit back then.
1: Exactly. So um, although they do say that he was a victim of bullying. Um, at a really young age because of his like thin sickly appearance. Um, he was actually beat, um, beat on frequently and berated as a quote unquote queer in spite of his interest in girls. And in his teens, he became withdrawn and harbored fantasies about uh, killing personal enemies.
0: Uh yeah, and uh, he, he also too like when he like when his like daydream or whatever of murdering him, uh, he would really like often end it with the ideas of skinning them alive. Um, wow. So yeah. So now, in addition to this, as if we needed to add more, uh, he developed sexual fantasies revolving around domination. Uh. <laughs> as you're one to do first engaging in bestiality uh bestiality a uh, pleasure that he would uh oh, indulge boy. in until his arrest uh and uh, he started actually doing this with the family dog Damn at this. the age of 13 so uh, yeah so there was a lot of signs there so that's again where you know where everyone's like oh they are raised in a you know a stable family Okay, I mean, there is such a thing as a bad seed, right? Like there could just be a rotten fucking apple, right? Like as as many times as you roll the genetic dice on humanity, like you you kind of fucking hit snake eyes sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Or it's just Uh, from the fucking pairings are
1: genetic pairings. I mean, yeah, but that's just statistically it has to be possible, right? But a lot of people are going to talk about nature versus nurture and all this other goddamn shit. But I'm not going in depthly. But I feel Yes, I think genetically you can roll that dice and hit that.
0: Yeah, but I mean, it's far more likely that it was there was probably some shit going on behind the scenes. The family was just really good at keeping it
1: hush hush hush, hush. Yeah.
0: because I mean, it, again, if you you know, but even, he
1: also does have two younger uh, brothers that could have attested, to, you know, to a different story.
0: Yeah, you know I, know mean, I mean, so yeah, who? Knows? I at least give him that.
1: So, um. So, he actually, like you said, he, del- he started developing the sexual fantasies right around the same time?
0: Yeah, that's the one where he was, like, he, he, was, he was getting into, like, the domination and stuff like that. And then, yeah, like, the bestiality was another one that he, you know, kind of ticked up and everything like that. So,
1: there's a lot of things with, like, power struggle.
0: I, I don't know. Only one of us has the bachelor's in psych, and <laughs> it clearly ain't me. Uh, but Sorry. So, you know, yeah. He lived in Texas for a short time, though, and was married and divorced while there. Uh, he eventually moved back to California, uh, and that's where he started working as an engineer for the Hughes Aircraft Company. So that's Howard Hughes. Uh, if you've seen the movie, what was it, The Aviator? Great fucking movie. And yeah, that dude was fucking crazy like (laughs) in his like latter days and shit like that but in his personal life kearney was actually a skilled gay pickup artist so uh again you have the you have the kids teasing him for being homosexual even though he was interested in girls at the time or at least was showing that he was yeah uh and then you know turns out he he you know actually is gay, or do you think that? I mean, do you think I that the boat I don't
1: boy- know yet.
0: <laughs> I oh, was he- like,
1: well, yeah, I'm I'm not sure about everything just yet because, like, obviously, you've been doing the notes because I'm still at school. But I maybe they there were instead of just being interested in girls, he was interested in boys too, and somebody picked up on it. And obviously, they're gonna you yeah. know go for the lowest hanging fruit and just. Called him queer.
0: Yeah. Well, Kearney was a skilled, like, gay pickup artist. Uh, he was he was actually fluent in Spanish, which for the the part of California he was in, that was that helped him with that as well, uh, and that would uh, actually uh, later help him during his murders as well. Kearney uh, actually mostly tried to find partners uh, in like San Diego and even like right across the border there in Tijuana, uh, Mexico, uh, and that's he he could use his fluency in Spanish. Uh, Really good, and apparently he had a pretty big uh, interest in Latin American culture. So he, he was able to kind of, he was able to move with the with the native people, you know, kind just of enough. Well, yeah. kind of, well, not really just enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, more than your average fucking gringo well, I mean, who's heading down there.
1: Well, I mean, without saving like a creep. You
0: know what I mean? Well, creep or not, it it worked for him. Um, Kearney actually claimed to have killed his first victim, Joe. It was a hitchhiker he picked up. Uh, And he actually, you know, when he claimed to kill the victim, uh, was in Orange, California. And that was around 1962. So he was born in 39. So yeah, he's yeah, 22, 23 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he actually claimed several more victims, uh, you know, mostly like hitchhikers or that uh, homeless, yeah. yeah, stuff like that. Uh, before actually uh, moving, he moved to uh, Redondo Beach, which is near Los Angeles, and that was in '67. Um, after he uh, moved to Redondo Beach, he met a man. Uh, named David Hill, and they eventually actually ended up becoming like steady lovers.
1: And like we all know that once you move in with somebody, that honeymoon period eventually just goes fucking away.
0: Yeah, that's, a, that's <laughs> the, it, No matter what sexual orientation, yeah. if we could do a, a, an STD PSA, <laughs> one, we could do a PSA about STDs, obviously, but you know, a, a spread the dread PSA. It, yeah, it don't matter. I mean, yeah, move in together and it's all a that. Month other, yeah,
1: sometimes maybe of that, and then y'all start like just ki- wanting to kill each other. Yeah, then it takes a few years for that shit to level out. Yeah, and then you might have another honeymoon period, and then everything's kosher after that. You just eh, you just don't care. Hey,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> you stop caring. You're you, too fi- you figure out
0: what the fuck works.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, now, but now the interesting though the thing with this is that. He's pissed. Uh, Karen is getting pissed off. They're arguing all the time. Um, you know, he he then would I guess use this anger as a reason to start picking guys up and killing young male hitchhikers or guys from the gay bars. So yeah, no, he's that's like, not the right response. Young- yeah, no. That's
0: you now I don't need a BS in psychology <laughs> like you to know that that's the wrong response. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like that's if you if you if you were in a choose your own adventure book, it's
1: grandiose overreaction. Yeah,
0: that's not good. I
1: step my toe, I'm gonna go kick the cat. Like I don't know.
0: Yeah, we we our 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 bills were higher. Our water bill was twenty dollars more than what it normally is, and we argued about it. I need to blow off some steam. (laughs) And, uh, you know, so there's only one way to do that. <laughs> if Go to the gay club. If you're fucking and- Kearney's weird fucking ass oh over here. Yeah, you'd he yeah, pick him up from the gay bars and stuff. Yeah, he he was also considered Joe a necrophile. Oh, now, to any, any of the baby dreadheads out there, a necrophile <laughs> is someone that likes to fuck dead people. <laughs> or dead things. We don't, we don't, you know, we don't discriminate here. We'll cover all that shit. He uh, was... Uh, pretty consistent in the way he would murder people and the way he would get rid of the bodies, Joe. Now, one of the biggest reasons for having to have a game plan as a (laughs) serial killer is when you're you're (laughs) 5'5". No, you don't, you don't what just fuck. What's that
1: rap song? You like his 5'5", right, 2'5"? Oh, yeah, 5'5". Five
0: five. Yeah, it was something like that, 5'5 five five and two f- Or <laughs> brown. Yeah, 5'5 five five and brown. I don't know. Someone's going to put it in there, but I love it. It's a rap song. Either way. But yeah, no, he does not. He, yeah. Yeah, you don't just go fucking Leroy but Jenkins love- and your ass up to a fucking murder at five 5'5". Five. <laughs> no,
1: no. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. But he would prefer his victims of greater stature than his. So, he could have found somebody smaller than him, but he had a preference. Like, his thing, thing was that he wanted him tall. He wanted him cuddly, I guess. Gary is forced then to resort to a system of subduing the victim, you know, obviously, so that he can have better control. Um, and unlikely to fail or create situations that would place him in physical danger, You're obviously. Right. You know, like you chopping down a tree, you love them to get hurt.
0: See, but that's the other thing that's going on here is like he's doing a lot of planning. Mm-hmm. So, like, like this is one of the things, especially if you have, like, early on, you know, when you have certain serial killers that just, they just seem to know what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, they just, you know, especially, like, for the times and stuff. But there's even people nowadays who evade. They, they they know the right people to kill or the right areas or stuff like that to get away with it for a long time. And you're like, at no point during all this planning, did you say, you know what? I could just not kill people. Nope. I could just not kill people. And then I don't have to do any of this shit.
1: Now it has a snowball effect. Well, I guess I got to do this now and do this now and do this.
0: Yeah. like at, at all points, he was like, no, the killing has to occur. Like, that's just a given. And like that's when you need friends around to be like, I think you should reconsider the given.
1: Yeah. But it's actually interesting, it was um what is not known to resort to sadism or inflict pain on his victims. So he was more into I guess knocking him out, doing what he need to or killing him, doing what he need to and just kind of with quickness, you know, essentially. Uh,
0: yeah, no, he uh he actually confessed to experimenting with one of uh his victims' bodies j- just simply out of curiosity and actually cut open their stomach. Uh but but he even did that, like it was after he'd already killed him. And, so you know, yeah, now. no, 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 any kind of like physical pain or anything with with anything like that. Uh, now, again, as we had said, Kearney confessed to having committed his first murder in the spring of 1962, Joe. Now, this victim's name is not known, uh, but he he was confirmed to be age 19 and white Caucasian, whatever you want to call it. Uh, Kearney had convinced the, uh, the victim to take a ride on his motorcycle with him, uh, to a secluded area, uh, just outside of Indio, California. Hmm. Uh, and when they got there, Kearney shot the man in the head like, pretty much immediately. Just, huh. just fucking smoked him. Um, and then started to sexually, you know, do shit with the body. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's unknown if the body was ever found, but Kearney did, uh, actually he did, you know, he confessed to committing the murder and two additional ones also that same year of 1962.
1: He's just giving it all up now. So now the second victim was the younger cousin of Kearney's first victim who had witnessed Kearney drive away with
0: the victim okay so so it was a way
1: of tying up a loose end essentially
0: right and we always see this uh, you know essentially especially if you listen to us where you you, we've seen several instances where there's some things that once they have enough even to loosely Mm -hmm. tie a a, a, you know somebody that's a, a you know a jane or john doe or you know they've it's just been a cold case or they have no clues to go on but there's enough there's enough coincidences or even enough circumstantial evidence to apply to it they'll just attach it to them and then boom it's off the books it's yeah, yeah. you know especially if they, it if helps it,
1: the close rate it helps the you know it helps the right. close rate definitely um, now they also said okay so the first murder that Karen confessed to. And was convicted of occurred sometime around Christmas, quote-unquote, so of 68. Yeah. Talk, so, talk, anyway, it, yeah. November, no, November, December, January, essentially. Yeah, you're talking so fall, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Fall 68, fall winter 68, winter 69.
1: Yeah, and he was already living in Culver City, and that was roughly about a year after he and David Hill had been, uh, you know, kind of like cohabitating. Yeah, right, right. Uh, and the murder took place inside his Van Buren Avenue residence. And according to Kearney, this victim was lured into his vehicle. And that, I think his vehicle was a Volkswagen, right? Volkswagen. Beetle. Dude, I've
0: seen this before where like he had like a truck. He had a Volkswagen. Uh, the the first one you talked about taking the guy out with a motorcycle. Okay. So he so, just has yeah. multiples. Okay. Uh, yeah.
1: My bad. Yeah. Um. So, and then he lured him with into his vehicle um, in San Diego and taken to him his, uh, to his home and then shot him in the head moments after entering the house. So, again... Quick kills, quick kills.
0: Um, yeah, I mean, you at I least can at got it.
1: To... Appreciate <laughs> yeah. that, you know. He didn't take any kind well, of.
0: Well, it seems like he doesn't have any interest in the actual killing. He has the interest with the dead body afterwards. Yeah, like he's he. It's almost like it's a side effect of something that he has to do to get what he wants. Well, they're
1: not blow up dolls yet. Like if you need some inanimate odds, come to do on your thing I mean, into.
0: a have you if you've ever actually seen Hell, they a got literal those, like, blow? Fancy
1: rubber ones now. No, like that
0: they are automated no, they definitely didn't have those like Not goddamn then. like fucking Minority Report sex robots <laughs> that we got now. <laughs> But, like, if you've ever seen a blow up doll outside of the package, like, it doesn't mimic anything correctly. No. It doesn't look like a woman. It's not even a good balloon. <laughs> it won't fucking save you in the event of your drowning. Like, none of that shit. It has I, no other use. Yeah. yeah. That's literally a gag gift. Uh, like, that's like, if, you do, if any of you dudes out there have ever fucked a blow up doll, you fucked a gag gift. Like, that's literally like if you're a woman and you masturbated with any of those penis-shaped straws that they have at bachelorette parties, like, you're just as fucking vile. Like, you guys, like, there's sex toys and then there's toys you're having sex with. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you're doing right there.
1: So the victim was then drugged to the bathroom um, where he was sodomized, skinned, dismembered in the bathtub with an X-Acto knife. So, I mean, at least there's some... And, work there. And shit. I only know
0: what those are because, you, you know, you used to do art stuff and, and craft stuff back in the day. So you have exacto knives. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're basically like scalpels for people who do art. Yeah. Uh-huh. But like, I mean, dude, like those fucking things are sharp. Yeah, but
1: I mean, he dismembered. Well- he could have done that with the dis or the done the dismemberment with that exacto knife. He could have skinned him with that exacto knife, but there's no oh way yeah no no
0: yeah because they're very small blades. Yeah yeah hit him and
1: just chucking him off in a bone.
0: <laughs> yeah more more yeah most likely yeah you're right there. Uh, Kearney also extracted the bullet from the victim's head hmm. to ensure the murder wouldn't be traced to him. So again, y- y- y-
1: at least smart. Well, I mean he was an engineer, so at least he was thinking about ballistics.
0: I, I mean, exactly. I but mean, probably
1: saw metal rub against each other. Was like, hey, that might be a way of linking.
0: It's <laughs> yeah. It's just. It's crazy though how some of the more alert and people who like. Cause I mean I, I would I would guarantee I, well, I wouldn't guarantee but I would imagine I mean he fuck he you said he was an engineer you know what I'm saying yeah. like dude's clearly dumb? smart yeah like it, it just it's crazy how meticulous they can be with something that is so fucking vile
1: but then he does that and then he buries it, the dismembered body behind his goddamn garage he went through all that shit
0: <laughs> I mean but you have to think though if if he has an obsession with dead bodies. I guarantee you that was a way of like trophying almost just seeing that freshly dirt uh, dug mound of dirt in his backyard knowing it's back there I guarantee you because to me and, and I think that I've I've heard or read this somewhere a lot of people who were into necrophilia have a lot of abandonment issues or they're like afraid of being alone or also they they feel inadequate so like a dead body you can fully control what's going on with it yeah. you know what I'm yeah, saying no, I, I, I know that's fucking that. it's yeah. gross to say but it is mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of when people have something where they're sexually attracted to a corpse, there is a lot of stuff about possession oh, yeah, yeah. going on there. So oh, that, no, w- that would case maybe make sense that... for why to bury it there so he knows it's not far away.
1: Yeah, no, no. There's a guy that we eventually want to cover was like the Russian doll guy. It was like essentially yeah. th- like that was his thing is because it was possession. It was something that was never going to it. Abandon him, leave him, you know, and he would never be lonely. Right,
0: right, right, right. Um, Yeah, but um, so... He buries the body
1: and then... Yeah, he doesn't
0: kill for a little over a year following, you know, this one. Uh, Mostly he was worried about, you know, the cops Cops, finding out and and would inquire uh, about his first victim, George's disappearance. Mm. Um, So was that the one... Okay, so... So that was the first... Oh years later, the identity of this victim has yet to be discovered besides his first name so mm-hmm. there we go okay, so yeah, yeah. George okay, so that's the first name of of that first uh confirmed uh or convicted uh murder that he did so mm-hmm. as as time's going by uh Kearney is he's you know he's really starting to focus. On, like, how he's going to go about doing things, how yeah. he, you know, his process, his methods, and everything like that. Yeah, with practice, uh,
1: you, you know, makes perfect, duh.
0: Right. He wanted to make sure that he was very efficient and that he was able to be able to commit the crimes more frequently. Mm. So, you know, making sure you follow something very routine, which, again, makes sense with the engineering thing. A lot of stuff nowadays with engineering is about improving design. Yeah. So he's, he's technically trying to, like, improve the way to be a serial killer. And think of, he's thinking about it almost in an automated way. Like, thinking about it, like, if he had, if, almost like if he could build a murder machine. Like, that's probably what's going on in his head right there. Um, so starting in 1974, Joe, Kearney... Uh, he, he's, he was estimated to have committed murders on almost a monthly basis. Wow.
1: So, and after picking up his victims along the freeway or at gay bars, um, uh, again, in his Volkswagen or in his truck, yeah. um, he would typically shoot his victims right in the temple above the ear with a Derringer twenty-two pistol. Um, uh, he was right-handed. And this was typically because, you know, he's steering with his left hand.
0: Yeah. So he was, he would be, he would shoot a mid drive. Yeah. You know, which honestly, I mean, I mean, especially if you're someplace where there's not going to be a lot of police action, yeah, probably well, smarter, yeah. you know, especially before they start wigging out. If you're taking them someplace weird or
1: yeah something. It, yeah. Diverging paths. And they're like, what the fuck's going on? Then you have somebody not even fighting you back. So, right. Um. Crazy to think, yeah, he's killing smartly. So simultaneously, um he oh, also yes, yeah. would monitor yeah. the speed oh, while yeah. he was doing yeah. he this. Was doing, even. He was
0: following. Seatbelt buckled. Everything like, is the yeah.
1: void You know, it. You know, looking unusual. You know, right. starting to steer up incorrectly. Going too fast. Going too slow. Like all was, that makes sense. Yeah. As
0: soon as he's done using that gun, he's going to tuck it right under his leg, and the hands are going right back to ten and two.
1: And it's smart because the twenty-two is not going to go out the other side.
0: Oh, yeah. it, okay. It so, does, it remind, me, remind me, was that the same one we were talking about on the Ricardo Lopez yes, one? It's a okay. I thought that when I was doing the notes, I was like, I think that's the one she yeah, was like, it basically it's a low just kind of pings around in there. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, you don't have to worry about a lot of. St- if, if but, Yeah.
1: And that's why he could leave him slumped up. He'd shoot him in the head, it says, and then he'd leave him slumped up again. You know, look yeah, for somebody yeah. passing by. It looks like somebody's just passed out drunk beside you, even if they didn't. Right.
0: Flip, up, I would, I would imagine, I would imagine you're talking about not very uh, gory of something. I'm imagining just a hole there, like you're not a gonna hole, blow.
1: and you're probably gonna, like a trickle of blood or something. Yeah, you're not gonna like
0: blow pieces of the head off no, with that, right? I don't okay. see that
1: with a 22. No, okay.
0: So yeah, uh, I'm was... not
1: sure on entry, but I mean, obviously, if it doesn't have enough um, oomph to go out the other side, it slows down pretty quickly in in semi dense matter. So
0: True. I don't know true yeah so um after he would <clears throat> you know lay lay the, lay the corpses down by the fire so to speak <laughs> uh kearney oh. would usually he would start mutilating them and dis dismembering them um and then you know eventually would get a hacksaw you know chop them up and dispose and of them is he still him.
1: with his lover at this point
0: uh you know what I, at this point i don't I don't think so. Maybe that was the... Maybe I actually... You know what? That could have been a goof on me for the notes about him living in Culver City. Because I believe like when he was in Culver City, which is when a lot of this started taking place, he was alone by that point. That that relationship had ended in shit like that from oh, the best okay. of my... Uh, uh recollection on the notes that i wrote but i actually got these notes wrote a little bit ago so they've been kind of sitting and chilling so i have forgotten some of the shit that's coming up so you know what we'll fucking see everybody hang on on the spot hang on to the edge of your fucking seats we're driving the vehicle and we fucking turned off the headlights and don't know where we're fucking going so yeah fucking buckle up motherfuckers um but yeah he would dispose them in various locations like canyons landfills uh freeways uh and would use like industrial strength trash bags
1: yeah well changing it up though it's smart the location oh absolutely and
0: he's you know and he's using areas like that where i mean i would imagine too they're a good distance away from his house and Mm -hmm. some of this other stuff that's going on yeah it's even
1: saying he'd drop them off in the desert so that could be you know kind of consumed by
0: the, oh yeah, all the vermin the, yeah, and shit, shit that, that go by. There, yeah, I'm yeah. sure. You, I'm sure there's several bird species that would go at it as well and stuff I, like you know, that. He, so yeah, he
1: goes far as draining the fucking blood to eliminate the odor. Like, how, what the fuck, man?
0: I mean, again, though, you have someone who, I i mean, honestly, like... It, it, he bathed the
1: body parts. Yeah, sometimes prior he... Prior yeah, disposal. So, sometimes,
0: yeah, get rid of dry blood, make sure there was no fingerprints on him and stuff like and that. Like, this
1: fucker's really thinking ahead. And right. he would beat his victims after they, would, after they were dead. Sometimes so that's what... I, yeah, so he's trying to take out some of that aggression, that dude, hostility, it's, it's, man.
0: It's like he's trying to like, create a uh, My Buddy doll. Yeah, yeah. Like, that he can just... And
1: he perceived beating these victims as rather cathartic. Uh, and it was a way of him to, like, effectively vent, suppress anger. So, and I mean, aqua- he was intelligent. And acquire a
0: sense of power. So that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's all going so back to... So he
1: knows exactly what he's doing and why he's doing it.
0: Well, that's what I said. That's, it's like it, it it doesn't...
1: It's essentially what he's saying here, yeah. He,
0: he almost treats the murder as though it's just a necessary thing a necessary byproduct for what he needs like you almost feel like if he had like a steady source to be able to get what he wants maybe i don't even know if he would kill yeah because i mean it, you don't honestly i don't know you, maybe it was
1: because i mean he was saying that he also like he often it would kind of imagined you know the the bullies you know from his childhood right on these bodies so I don't know. He probably still needed to do it, no matter what.
0: Right, but he was taking it out on people, you know, that were not the people that caused this, you know, this anger and yeah. uprising in him yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he so he he you know it, it helped. It, it was something he did like to do was beating on the the, the corpses. Uh, and yeah, like Joe had said, a lot of uh, some of the people would resemble people from his childhood and things like that. But Kearney primarily preyed on younger men. Um. And there were also some, you know, younger kid and, and adolescent victims as well. So, hey, everybody, hang on for that as we, uh, we, we veer into that uh, right now. So Kearney's youngest victim, Joe, was mm. Ronald Dean Smith, who was five. Uh, and he actually disappeared in Lenox, California, on August twenty fourth of nineteen seventy four. Now his body was uh, actually discovered in Riverside County on on October twelfth, nineteen seventy four. So yeah, like a month and a half, month and hmm. month and you know two thirds. Uh Merle. That just Hunt, seems
1: really outside of his victim profile, and also to. <coughs> I'd, I'd love, I don't know it, and I could be just completely talking my ass, but I would think that there wouldn't be many, um, what is this, uh, examples of those who have killed children that didn't have something perpetrated against them in their childhood. There's usually, usually a reflection of anger at an age group.
0: Well, I mean, he was bullied from a young age. He
1: was bullied from a young age. But a
0: five-year-old?
1: But that's what I'm saying. That there, there's something sexually deviant in that, in that, in that age.
0: Well, you also have to take into account- I think
1: something happened to him, man.
0: Well, you also have to take into account, too, and I, and I agree with you there, but you also have to think about this, too. And there's, there's several that we've done previous episodes on where if they were having success, things started to amp. Mm. So, suddenly, it was they got too comfortable doing a certain thing. Even if it still fit their MO, they would, they would ratchet it up. You know, almost to kind of show like because i think I think we all know deep down most serial killers and most of them have even confessed to it after the fact want to be caught they 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 want the notoriety and shit, especially uh. in, in modern times now, uh. you know, but so th- there is something in there for him and it feels like almost like if they can't get their attention or they're just going to keep increasing until they slip up maybe everything was getting so meticulous so point a to point b to point c for him that he did something like that. But I think that, you know, you're right too, that this certainly goes back to us talking earlier about how little was actually known about his, his family life, yeah. you know, and shit yeah. like that. So, uh, Merle Hondo chance, who was eight years old, uh, from Venice, California vanished on April 6th, 1977. Uh, he was, uh, supposedly riding his bicycle, uh, kind of around, uh, the area where Kearney worked. Uh, Kearney claims to have smothered the boy, Taken his body home overnight and later disposed of the remains in the Angeles National Forest uh, off of Angel's Crest Highway, which is uh, 11 uh, miles miles north of Altadena, California. Uh, Now, chances decomposed remains were uh actually not discovered until May twenty sixth, nineteen seventy seven. Again, you gotta think we're you know, we're talking we're talking About Southern California, yeah. but you're talking summer and shit like that, yeah. way out in the it completely exposed. Um So Merle Chance Chance was actually uh, Kearney's last known victim, Joe. But um, get us on to June 16th of 1976.
1: Yeah, so that's when Kearney killed Michael Craig McGee, 13 of Redondo Beach. It's confirmed that uh, McGee actually had a lengthy history of uh, being a juvenile delinquent. So, how a little bit ah. of a rap sheet. So, uh Kearney claimed to have picked up McGee who was hitchhiking from Inglewood uh near Lennox to Torrance, California. Yeah, he was on Inglewood
0: Avenue Yeah, uh, near, uh, near near Lennox trying to get to Torrance, California. Yeah. Uh,
1: according to the police, Kearney had befriended the boy and invited him to attend a camping trip to Lake I don't I can't say that. It uh, looks like
0: Elsinore. Sure. Yeah, Lake Lake Elsinore <laughs>
1: over the weekend. Uh, claimed to have perceived McGee as a potential threat and shot him without warning after McGee openly boasted of his criminal exploits and inquired about the presence and location of burglar alarms in Kearney's home.
0: Yeah, so, so McGee- McGee's out there talking shit about his crimes, and now okay, you got you got an you adult. You made dude. yourself
1: a fucking victim by well, being, but he was
0: thirteen.
1: I know by being yappy though.
0: Yeah, well, you know, snitches usually get stitches. That' a little different uh, in this case. Yeah, but um, but yeah, so w- you know, once he did that, you know, Kearney, obviously, I'm guessing the 13 year old was probably bigger than Ke- than Kearney already, <laughs> and so he was just he was, like, fuck this, yeah, think. Yeah. You're not gonna get in my house, <laughs> but, you know. Like, <laughs> but uh yeah, later when uh, actually uh, they were talking, the detectives were talking to him. Kearney implied that he had destroyed the remains of Michael McGee. Uh, he stated, quote, I disposed of the body. You are not going to find him. <laughs> uh, That's kind of like a dare. <laughs> you do, right? It you seems know.
1: that he's won it. <laughs>
0: no shit. So, But now, Joe, the victim who ultimately led to Kearney's arrest was John Otis LeMay, who was 17, whom he actually killed uh, on March 13th of 1977.
1: So at approximately 5.30 p.m. I, on March 13th. Um, he had told a neighbor he was going to Redondo Beach to meet a man named Dave, whom he had met at a local gym. Um, this was in fact David Hill who had given LeMay the address to Kearney's home. So interesting. Um, Hill was absent when LeMay arrived, so Kearney invited him in to watch television until Hill returned. And without provocation, Kearney impulsively reached for his pistol and shot LeMay in the back of the head. Later he was dismembered and the corpse was dumped in the and in, in, into the desert. So that's yeah. interesting. So David invites his guy over, meets him at the gym, gives him this address, he shows up, Kierny wigs, kills him, you know, shoots him and then disposes the body. That's what I'm getting, right?
0: Uh yeah, well yeah. So uh, No wonder
1: he got caught up on this one. Yeah, sure you're so- fucking happy.
0: Well yeah, so yeah, so it, it would was- yeah, LeMay, you know, he said at 5.30 that day, LeMay had told a neighbor. So were they
1: still together then?
0: No, 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 no. This is, this is John Otis LeMay, all right? No,
1: but David Hill was the one that gave him the address. Yeah. So that was his lover. So they're still together at this point. And oh shit yeah no yeah on? you're
0: right yeah sorry yeah i'm I, i'm sorry that completely went over my head and i had a little i had to do a couple of fucking equations up there <laughs> real quick i had to wind up i had to wind them i had to wind the monkey back up i'm sorry but yeah no i'm getting it yeah so yeah absolutely yeah As I, so i yeah i was kind of. how you, the
1: fuck he, did he not know this was going on
0: i don't know that's yeah that's a great question because there's a lot of shit going down with this dude like he's it's not like he's shooting him in the head and then just throwing a body out of his moving fucking vehicle. Like no, he's doing
1: shit at his house. He's
0: experimenting with, he's um, a, and, you know,
1: sharing a domicile with his gay lover. Like I mean, how did
0: gay lover not know what was going on? And, I, I guess if you know even, how to clean shit, right. And
1: I, I don't know, maybe they had different, maybe they worked different shifts. I don't know. But it, it even says that when he was at the zenith of his killing spree, even Karen, uh, he had really odd tendencies, and they still went unnoticed. So that's where I'm just like, are you guys, is that your way of kind of brushing it underneath the rug? I'm just like, he was odd. Somebody should have noticed that he was killing well, people, there's, but there's, they
0: didn't. There's always those people who, you know, there's always those people who come out and say, oh, I never would have thought in a million years. And then there's always the ones on the other side of the spectrum and be like, the kid was fucking weird looking. This doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, so... Yeah, just, just a few things, like some people around the area, a local grocery uh, store owner named Jerry Stevens uh, noted that Kearney frequently actually purchased butcher knives. He'd, he'd stay in there and inspect them and examine them and, you know, ask questions about them and stuff like that before making you. purchases. Uh, Stevens also described Kearney as, like, a loner with an eerie sense of quiet about him. Um, but now, that again... a
1: great, creepy way of describing somebody, though. Yeah. Like, why, could you imagine, him? like... Like, you, what the fuck's quiet could, about could him? Could you
0: imagine your friend being mm-hmm. like, look, I, I know a guy. You're gonna love him. He's, like, a loner with, like, an eerie sense of, like quiet about him this is like are you you're not i'm not going on that date you're not you, going on that date no Nobody's going on that date like
1: meditative you know. would have been better right. like focused but not quiet inside like yeah. Woo, yeah. what's he feeling that quiet with
0: yeah but of course you know at work Gay
1: necrophilia
0: <laughs> yeah but but his his, his supervisor at, at hughes aircraft where he was still working he called, he called him a model worker so, I, I mean, again, though, but all, I'm sure whatever problems the motherfucker had, I think he he's, enjoyed
1: he's- also flying underneath the radar. I think he got off on his level of intellect of being able to fool people around him, too. Because he's over here thinking about ways that he can control the situation of how he gets caught. He's over here doing what he has to to not look suspicious at work. You know, he might have some eerie sensibilities about him and walks around with quiet in him, But overall, like he's like, "I'm so intelligent, I have control of this." So very interesting. You know,
0: like then there's like someone like, like they're like, so you say you say that he was quiet." <laughs> no, he it's not that he was quiet. It's more like he was the physical embodiment of quiet. <laughs> Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. He's like the black hole of people. Yeah. If there was a Grim Reaper whose sole existence, like reason was uh, you know, just to just to represent quietness or walk around in like shush situations, it'd be him. He's an entity, like that's what they de- that's what they described him as. Not not a human description. That's an entity <laughs> description. To get to know
1: him, he's like the precipice. He's like that event horizon before yeah. you get sucked in the black hole. I, I am he that who walks Kearney. behind the
0: rose. <laughs> oh fucking hell! Whatever. So, May
1: was killed on March 13th, and his remains were found on March 18th of 77. And police had actually been at Takearney's home. Before the LeMay investigation, you know, obviously because of the trail, you know, Oh, I got right. his information from such and such. Right. Um, the police soon discovered that LeMay had been seen in the company of Kearney and Hill.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Interesting. So the two fled to El Paso, Texas, and Kearney resigned from his job. <laughs> the fugitive's family- What kind of, what
0: kind of reason do you think he gave them? Like, you know, <laughs> gotta uh, go. I gotta quit. Well- I mean, can you do two weeks? No, I really can't. (laughs) uh, (laughs) That's a negative.
1: (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. Two weeks is literally a lifetime right now. (laughs) Gonna kind of need to boot scoop, boss.
1: (laughs) Uh, Fugitive families uh, persuaded the pair to turn themselves in on July 1st, 1977. Hill, 36 years old at the time, was eventually cleared of any involvement in Kearney's crimes and was released. Okay. okay. So interesting. So, Very interesting. So he
0: just ran, maybe? I mean, fuck, they said they fleed, but who knows what Kearney may have told him to get him in the car, you know, and shit like that, for all we know.
1: Yeah, or even just lied to him. It's was just like, they're, they're trying to frame me. They're trying to frame me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kearney... Uh, he confessed everything full confession. Uh, he, he initially, uh, admitted to, uh, 28 murders. Uh, and then finally over time, he actually, uh, ad- he admitted started to- recalling
1: him. <laughs> yeah. He,
0: he brought up seven others, uh, in order to, av- uh, to avoid the death penalty, he agreed to plead guilty. Uh, now during the trial, it was discussed that Kearney would mainly pick up male hitchhikers or, you know, like we said, men from gay bars and shoot them. Uh, like Joe had said too. Uh, caliber yeah twenty two
1: caliber temple right in the head, you yeah. know uh l- minimal mess right you know, yeah, so and minimal damage essentially, yeah. um, and most of the victims were killed while asleep or essentially distracted, um after murdering him, he'd take the bodies to a secluded place and engage in acts of necrophilia, he'd take them home where they'd be sodomized, you know, and kind of you know uh done. Yeah things done with exacto knives
0: which they again, were then where, where,
1: mutilated dismembered with hat saws. so like he he pretty much just gave them the entire list of everything he did
0: right which again i i mean it's it's and they don't go into why like i mean obviously david hill they would have done a, a tremendous amount uh, i mean obviously you know uh patrick Kearney's running from the law you know, and David heals with him when he flees. They're going to do a lot of investigation to make sure this guy has nothing going on. And they cleared him of everything. Mm-hmm. So, like, again, it's like you I said, I want to know. I, I'd love to know, you know. Or
1: maybe that's why. Maybe that was why. Maybe they were like, okay, if he really wasn't a part of it, then if you confess to everything, we won't loop him into this shit. But if you cause an investigation... Waste taxpayer money. We will take him down too. Maybe he had. Wait, a they of didn't say
0: anything about him take, making a plea deal. They, I uh, yeah. mean, they. they but you don't know said, what was
1: said. What was actually said versus what was actually put on paperwork. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, there are gonna there's gonna be gray areas in an investigation when you're talking about taxpayer money. I know. So, I would still like to know the
0: dynamic though of how those two live together and so much time with a victim, whether or not it was just a corpse. Uh, cause I mean, it was, it was saying that he would do stuff in secluded places, but also like when it came time to do the dismembering and shit like that, he was obviously bringing them home. Again, yeah. the guy's called the trash bag killer. We talked about the fact that, you know, he's disposing of, you know, portions of bodies yeah. in various parts. Did already you know, have a
1: man cave and, you know, he'll never went back there. I, we don't know. I mean, that's what I'm, I'm saying. Mean, but a likelihood. I mean.
0: I mean, yeah, but you're talking about someone, and, and then we were talking about him at one point, he was so frequent as once a month, at least. Yeah. How do you not notice that kind of fucking pattern? Maybe, so, I,
1: but also maybe he was coordinated when Hill was gonna work a double shift, or he was gonna have would Maybe to coordinating. Yeah, that,
0: that just it just I find it interesting. I always find it interesting. Just like with I, I fuck with anything where there's more than one person involved. When another person, everyone around, you know, everyone hears the story and goes, "How the fuck did he or she not know what was happening?" and shit like that. So, like when it's at least quote unquote proven that they didn't know what was going on. I always find it interesting. Like how, like it seems like that would be so complex to how to be able to do shit like that around someone. Cause like, you know, me and you, we see each other all the fucking time. Yeah. Like I couldn't do shit like this, not even once a month without you starting to see patterns and crap like no, that.
1: no, 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 I agree. And I, I do find it interesting or like at least another like a uh, depth to his personality that he went through all the, It was in futility, really, because he went through all of those countermeasures, all those ways of like trying to remove traces of himself to these victims that he just flops the moment that David Hill is involved. That's where I think that that's what happened. Because he went through all of that, then to confess to it and, you know clear detail you know he's well, and pretty they much gave themselves out.
0: up remember they were on the run and family convinced them to go turn themselves in that's and, what like, i'm
1: saying i think really that kearney did have feelings for hill and they threatened to take hill down and he's like fuck it all right i'm already caught may as well not make him go down and took the heat
0: i mean i, I and i mean
1: regardless he got hit with you know 21 life sentences off of that he skirted the death penalty, but he did still get the 21 life sentences.
0: Yeah, now police were certain that Kearney was was responsible for the, the other seven murders we mentioned that and, and that he had yeah. admitted no to, evidence, but they just yeah. didn't have the physical evidence to link it to him. Um, so, yeah, and Kearney uh, is uh, let's see here. Oh, sorry, Kearney was holy shit. <laughs>
1: incarcerated in California state prison.
0: Thank you. My tongue was just fucking <laughs> losing it. Mule
1: Creek um as of October of 2014. So, um he may have been moved to another location, but is he dead now?
0: That's what I'm trying to figure out. He the dude has to be fucking dead. Yeah,
1: he was
0: born no. in the 30s. No. He is still alive and 82 years old.
1: God damn.
0: Yeah, cause yeah, he was born in thirty nine. So yeah, we're in twenty two. So yeah, wow. So yeah, if he, it, but that yeah. was the
1: last update was October two thousand and fourteen.
0: I mean, what the fuck is? I mean, Jesus, what has he done in eight years? He was what he was. So he was seventy four the last time we heard of him. What has yeah. he done? Made a quilt? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like he's in fucking prison. He's old as shit. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> they have him on the geriatric. You know where they get to play bingo twice a week at this right? Point. Yeah. Well, and I mean, yeah.
0: dude, given the shit he was, he was, he was, he was you know that he was actually convicted for and, and the ways that he did his murders and, and ultimately what he, well, not the murders. Cause again, this is a, the guy didn't really hurt anybody murder wise, quick kill shot to the head. And you know, then, but then, you know, the shit he was doing after the fact, you know, I, he, I don't know how often he gets to interact with like all the other people in the prisons yeah. to this day. You know what I'm saying? He's basically a fucking psycho.
1: That's crazy. I can't believe he's still alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: 82, and so it kind of lends created to that saying where they say like the assholes die last.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, because oh, the, they're too yeah. Only the, to die. Only the good die young. Yeah, yeah. Patrick Kearney's fucking putting a little fucking. He ain't uh, kicked rocks put, yet. <laughs> putting a little pudding to that proof or proof to that pudding, however you want to fucking say it. But yeah, everyone. So that was that. This episode about Patrick Kearney, the trash bag killer, and again. This yeah, one, thanks,
1: Christopher. Yes, yeah. for
0: the fifty dollar donation, and again, uh Christopher is also the one who drives the spread the dread digital car truck thing for iRacing. You <laughs> see us posting it up about, so uh you could check him out on IG at Dirty Bird Gaming Zero One. Uh, and again, he he picked this topic, so we really hope you enjoyed it. We hope uh, all of you. I had never heard of this dude before. No, not personally. Uh, but when I saw a name Great like case. Yeah, when I saw a name like the Trash Bag Killer, I was like, I'm there. Let's do it. That's immediately, that's all I need to know. And this dude's fucking gross. and really fucking gross, and I think a lot of people haven't heard of him, and they need to definitely hear more about Patrick Kearney. How'd, yeah. you, how'd you enjoy, you know, I know you didn't get to do the research, but getting to to kind of go over it live, or not live here, but as we're recording.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, it's boss of shit, but I think it's awesome, too. We should have saved both of these technically for Pride Month.
0: <laughs> Save both of what? Oh, my God. Yeah. I just realized. Yeah. Well, now my brother, or my brother Christopher, he's not gay, but but Casey is. But yes, both of them involved gay serial killers. Yeah. Both of the fan pick episodes. See, that's yeah. why. That's why. That's why. If anyone wants to say that I can't say certain words, <laughs> I'll pull up shit like that. Like you realize, two fans, both of of different gender identities mm-hmm. and sexual orientations, mm-hmm. gave us fifty dollars. Yeah and gave us topics on gay serial killers and couldn't wait to hear what we said about them. Get the fuck out of here trying to because fucking Because we're all linked me. by
1: the dread. Exactly. <laughs> the common denominator's the exactly. dread.
0: They're like, no, they don't hate this group. They hate everybody. <laughs> they <laughs> talk all kinds of shit. Equal talk-
1: opportunities They speak
0: here. ill of each other and themselves. <laughs> like they, you know. But yes, again, thank you, Christopher, for the $50 donation. And again, thank you for uh, giving us the honor of putting our uh, podcasts and logos all over your online racing thing. And uh, good luck with your races coming up. I think the last one you had told us about, you had gotten first or second in that one. So uh, good job there. And if, you, if any of you guys who listen to us like watching like racing streams and shit like that, again, hit them up, Dirty Bird Gaming 01. Joe, what's the place everyone needs to be reminded of to hit us up
1: Spread the dread
0: Yes, there you're gonna find links to all the podcast platforms, social media, shop, donate, all that good shit. It's right there. And then don't forget if you want a free five-star super spreader, spread the dread podcast sticker, leave a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Send a screenshot of it along with your mailing address to IG, Facebook, or spread the podcast at gmail.com, and we'll get those free stickers out of there. Joe.
1: That's it, motherfucker. I already know what you're going to
0: ask. That wraps it for you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you all for listening. And no matter. Yep. And no matter if you choose to listen morning, noon, or night, do like our man, Jack Torrance says. And why don't you start right now and get the fuck out of here?